back to Dream a Little Dream, our space to talk about art, life, and everything in between. On this podcast, I had the pleasure of speaking with Leon Bowen Jr., and he has this huge vision called the Envision Center. It's in Waynesboro, Virginia, and he found a building where he has set his sights that there will be a recording studio, a media center for teens, youth, and, and even adults. So he wants to have master classes and everything there to kind of fund the time that will be used for the students in the after-school programs. And I think it's a really great idea because he wants to provide an after-school program that allows the students to interact with technology in this creative way. So he it will have film um, photography. He's going to do recording studios. I'm sure, he, I mean, he's a DJ himself. I'm sure he's just waiting to mentor all. And no, he, he is actually mentoring people, young rappers and young DJs. So um, he already, he's working with um, the youth. So that's why he's perceived this need. Plus he has children of his own and he sees how musical they are. So it was so fun to speak with him and to talk with somebody who has such a big vision if you go on, I'll leave the link for the GoFundMe account, and it's just like you see this building, and you're like, how could anyone think that this would be, an, you know, like an opportunity? It looks like it, it looks like a mess, but then when you start to lit, talk to him, it just sounds possible. And so I want to send all of the good vibes to him so that this all of this can materialize and manifest because I think it would be such an asset for the community there. And he's gotten news coverage. I mean, people are interested in seeing this develop. So um, you can even go to that my GoFundMe link and check it out like the whole they do like a walkthrough through the building and they even and he's had some news coverage. So um, yeah. At the end of the day, this conversation has actually inspired me to look at vacant buildings differently. And I might be sharing a bigger dream with you guys in the coming weeks, months, whatnot. We'll see what uh, materializes, but I found a space nearby that looks like something, you know, something could be done there. (laughs) So I'll fill you in on the details later. But also, um, just if you're in the area, if you're in Slotesburg, Please, feel, or if you're in Rockland County or anywhere around in this upstate New York region, I wouldn't tell anybody to fly from England to come to the Plain Air event, but we're having a Plain Air event on August 16th, and we have about 21 artists that are going to be on site at various locations, and you can walk around and watch them as they proceed through the art process interpreting their scenery. It's going to be a lot of fun. We actually, I'm so excited about this because... We're actually getting funding from Rockland County Tourism. And that to me has exploded this little, you know, this little event that I started two years ago. And and now we're getting advertising in the Bergen County Journal. And, you know, it's just like, it's so crazy how fast something can just blow up. And I think that this year was a testament to the fact that I've had things in the works and because of the pandemic uh, something else can't happen that that money was actually going towards that now can be spent on this event and so it's like it's just like being in the right place at the right time and I feel so grateful that we get to explore what does it look like if we really do spend the money on the plain air event and I appreciate everybody who's been there helping me put all of this together uh, Patrick and 
Alex and the Friends of Harmony Hall and the Chamber of Commerce here in Sloatsburg. It's been an amazing learning experience. So I just wanted to share that with you all. And um, again, I'll leave the link for the GoFundMe account for Leon Bowen and his Envision Center dream. And you can find out more. And if you want to contribute to that, go for it. So um, yeah, thanks for listening. And in the meantime, keep following your dreams. So welcome back. Today I have Liam Bowen with me and I found him on Instagram because he's doing this, he wants to create this art center in Virginia and I'll let him talk a little bit more about it. And I know that he's doing a lot of fundraisers to like be able to acquire this space. And so I wanted to feature him on the podcast as somebody who has this big dream and he's working very hard to achieve it. Welcome Liam. Thank you for joining us. Jesse, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, so I know that you are going to be having this fundraiser event, which unfortunately will happen before this podcast comes out, but it's going to be on the 4th Correct. of July, and you're, what are you going to be doing at the fundraiser? So, you know, every summer, um, me and my wife, we just throw a huge event for our family and friends, and now with our new addition, uh, our youngest son, uh, we decided now that we have to kind of incorporate more of a family environment. So yeah. between that and also trying to gain some awareness and uh, donations and just, you know, uh, reaching out and networking to other people, I decided to start, you know, a fundraiser watch party. Um, also in light of the fact that as a DJ, I'm not able to be in the clubs or to be in, you know, Right. different venues to do something like this uh, utilizing Twitch, Facebook Live, uh, Streamlab and all these different platforms to bring this together we just decided it would be a really great affair so Saturday is, is here, we're excited yeah. um, not really in support of July 4th but more so in support of the Envision Center yeah, yeah and so can you speak a little bit more about the Envision Center, like so what what is it about that space that drew you to it? Well, I, I think the fact that it's a hybrid between a commercial space and a residential space um, okay. just has a, a, a an attraction um, that you can't really, you know, I, I, I can't, I tell you what, when I looked at it the first time, right, I said, oh my God, this thing is ran down. It's, you know, it's just, you know, but it needs work, it's right. also been standing, right. It's been standing since the 1900s. Right. And there isn't many, I'm from Queens, okay. I live in Virginia, and there's not many uh, resources or outlets for kids okay. to tap into their creativity with A-likes in, in a peer group. Right. And I grew up where there was Salvation Army and Boys and Girls Club, and those things have been around for years, but never have I seen a place that specializes in actually working with young people in regards to video production, uh, music production, music recording, songwriting, screenplay writing, dance, all of these different, you know, um, opportunities yeah. uh, to showcase creativity, right? right. Poetry, Whatever have you, whatever you're into, but there needs to be a space. And 
growing up, you know, in the 90s, those kids always found themselves in the library or, you know, after school programs and a little, you know, in cliques. Yeah. But it was never open to us. And we, that has to change. I have two little boys and I want to make sure by the time they go to school, um, just, you know, like middle school and high school, that they have these platforms, these, you know, these, uh, these institutions in the community. Right. No, that's very noble. I mean, I think that it's important because there's so much to learn. And if you're starting that type of career at ground zero in your 20s, you feel like there, there's going to be a whole lot to, to learn. But if you can start as a kid, if you're, you know, 11, 12, I don't know how young you're talking and you, you're already familiar with using a microphone or editing a song, you know, a song uh, loop or something like that, then you already got an edge. Well, you know, my dad, he had his own record label and I kind of grew up, you know, my first concert was at Beach Channel High School in Far Rockaway watching Keith Murray perform the most beautifulest thing in the world. Literally, that's the song title. (laughs) And I was seven. Okay. Right? You know, I look at my son who's eight now and he's been just basking in music since two, one years old and really developing. Yeah. I don't know anything different. Right, I played sports, but I always had a tape recorder and a drum machine and a keyboard. But I always, when I when I when I when I went to middle school and high school, it wasn't too many kids doing what I was doing. Right, you know, we always found each other, you know, but it wasn't a big group. And now, these kids are really about the creativity, about making this music, and you know putting their content out there and starting podcasts and, you know, doing animation and all these different things. I'm watching it. Yeah. I work with a population from 12 to 17. So yeah. I already, I sit with these kids every day and we have the conversations and I'm like, wow, you know, what happens for them? What do they do um, when they don't want to play basketball or football or baseball or anything athletic and they want to be creative, you know? Right. What outlet do they have? Right. And it's not many. It's not many outlets out there. It's not. And I mean, I've heard lots of stories of, you know, people having to spend all of their, like, still live at their parents' house or, or whatever and spend tons of money on studio time, you know, to so that they can at least try to record a, an album, you know? And so, like, at least with this opportunity, it sounds like you would give them studio time essentially for free or for I don't know like what what's the the big vision so how how would it operate you would have like various sessions or camps or like how how what what do you think is gonna unfold so uh technically you know we're gonna do um we're doing memberships right okay. so though it's a community-based project and a program it's also it's also for you know members in the community okay and you know quite honestly we're not looking to overtax people but i'm also looking to make sure that the company's still able to generate revenue and you yeah know, yeah gain traction and be you know um be accessible to grants and different community development projects and things like that yeah and Though we we want to do something free, we're also talking about a lot of manpower into building this thing and all of the resources that we're using from equipment. 
equipment to the software to the, the time people are putting in to help train these kids right. and that costs so you know um, you know we have a business plan and we're, we're making some proposals and we'll see what that looks like on a roundabout but right now it's not really about making that money back it's really about putting that already in play yeah. and then letting it work itself and then figuring out how to actually generate the revenue from that right no, and I like that you say that because I think that, um, you know, feeling like you have to have the plan totally locked down, like what class are you going to have on Tuesday evening at the beginning, it can be very daunting. It can be too overwhelming. And so if, if you take an, a more of an approach of like, let's take step one first, we try to acquire the building and acquire the space, and then we'll start to talk about more what, how we're going to facilitate these programs. And Monday through Friday, we're doing an after-school program from 3 to 7. Okay. So, you know, anything for the community, for anyone else, whether it's an adult or someone that's not in school, we have the morning hours, we have the weekends, we're doing master classes, um, you know, all sorts of things. But I want to make sure that that time slot for kids, that, you know, that, that after-school program, is locked in and that's just that's really the nucleus yeah of what we're doing right okay so okay i i see what you're saying so you could essentially you have this production studio place that you could actually for adult people you could charge them for studio time but then that would help fund and and subsidize the kids having a, a fair fairly priced program so that they can learn how to step into that role Right, you know, so after school program, ages 8 to 17, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m., music production workshops with tutorials, video production workshops with tutorials, recording studio for members to use at a discounted hourly rate, children activities, um, understanding the music business, focus groups, master classes, uh, everything, right? We're putting yeah. all that together and even incorporating a healthy way of living through snack choices. All right, there you go. You know? Yeah. So maybe on a Sunday morning for, you know, parents, we do yoga and meditation and, you know, do something like that. But we really want to get community engagement. Yeah. And we don't we don't want to make it so rudimentary where it's always been basketball, football and, and you know, just no, we, we need to expand and develop more. Yeah. No, I really admire it because I think that it's an angle that not a lot of people I think people are just now starting to come into that, that, like, there's not only these three options of, like, sports, chess chess club, and stay at home, you know? <laughs> so there's, like, there's this other aspect of, like, that whole creative right. side of life. But part of getting the kids involved is also educating the parents. Okay. So when you listen to parents talk, they go, well, that's too, that's too expensive yeah or how do we get those things in our home i don't have the time for that right we want to eliminate all that okay <coughs> pardon me bless you um so right so you have it's called the envision center n-v-i-z-i-o-n center and you say you have a couple of partners and it's you you know you started up the company to to take to take this thing to the next level. Do you want to talk a little bit so, about any of that part? Yeah, so last year, um, 
I, I, I started the Envision LLC uh, with a buddy of mine, uh, Nick uh, Alvarado, and another partner, good friend of mine, Sophia Hartman. And, um, you know, Keto, Nick, he's from Queens, where I grew up. And, you know, um, Soph, she's um, from Virginia. Okay. And, you know, it was really, you know, for one, I, I started working at Sony VMG in Manhattan at 18. Okay. And I was one of the youngest college marketing reps in the city for about two years. Right on. And growing up in, uh, you know, in, in the industry, really, right? Growing up in that, you know, um, I've always looked at ways of how to keep the creative, but also generate the money. Yeah. Because that's the thing that most artists struggle with. Right. Trying to get paid. Yes. <laughs> while, also, while also expressing themselves at the max and maximizing all their potential. And... Um, in, in, in this industry, you know, it's always slighted where it's like, well, if you can appeal to this demographic and look like this and say and talk like this and, you know, have sex appeal like this, then we can make you this amount of money. Right. But nine times out of ten, most of those artists that come into those, uh, those you know, those images, they don't start like that. Right. You know, they, they, they never start like that, you know, so... They just start, envision. yeah. They just start with the love right, for the craft, right? They just want to sing. They, they just want to play. The the, the the foundation is the grassroots of it, right? So starting Envision was really a way for me because when I was working for Sony, I too was an artist. I've put out five different albums. We've had label meetings. We've had all those things. And then I just stopped rapping. I didn't rap anymore because it took the love, you know, the 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 fear of not being financially secure from being artistically fulfilled always just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. And, oh, you man. know, starting a family and having kids and, and trying to get ahead in life, one thing has to kind of fall behind. So last year was really the first time that I was able to um, find a happy medium. And for the last eight years as well, I've been working with kids in a psychiatric hospital, um, young men between 12 and 17, helping them get their lives together and understand their diagnosis all the while growing up for myself. Yeah, know? right. And I finally found a nice spot, you know, um, with much support from my family, my wife especially, and, you know, being able to go get my equipment and get back to what I what I love all the while still being able to work my full-time job and and do what I have to do with admissions and at the hospital yeah so I kind of you know we started the company and I wanted to focus solely initially on artist development I thought that was really important yeah I felt that you know artists don't have the support and because I work in the therapy-based field I felt that, you know, even as an artist myself in college and all these different things, man, I struggled with so much and there was no one to talk to. Yeah. There was no one to help guide me through those, those, you know, those moments where I was like, yo, this is, you know, sink or swim, you yeah. know? Talking about the artist development and how for a while you realized that you didn't have that type of support and so you're trying to provide that type of support to younger people at, you know, as creatives. 
Well, I, I think respectfully, everybody wants to be an uh, entertainer, but doesn't know how to be an artist. Okay. Right? And uh, some of your best entertainers started out as the best artists. They're, you know, from your James Browns to your Michael Jacksons. Yeah. Uh, you know, the list goes on, right? They were they were great artists. The Notorious B.I.G., you know, I mean. Right. I can keep going. I can keep going. But <laughs> the thing is, I just, you know, I just felt that um, I really wanted to roll the dice. Okay. Starting an LLC, starting a company, and getting an artist. And my first artist is Breezy Kid. Okay. Uh, she's a female artist out of uh, Charlestown, West Virginia. And we met through another artist of mine, Michi J who's in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Uh, I think they both hail from Charlestown, West Virginia. And just watching these guys develop and put music out. Uh, real quick, Michi J notes itself out and out right now on all streaming platforms. All right. Like that. How do you spell and that? Breezy Kid. Michi J, M-E-E-C-H-Y, J, J-A-Y, Breezy Kid, B-R-E, E-Z-Y-K-I-D-D. D-D. Okay, cool. So you're kind of like a mentor for these these young creatives, these young artists. Yeah, I guess you could say that, right? Like, I like manager. Yeah, okay, manager. I'm old school. Okay. You know, I'm old school. Mentors are in schools. You know, we're out here managing real life issues. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know, um, again, you know, the humanization of a person, like, you can't tamper with that. Right. Right? So even when you want 100% from somebody and they can only give you 60, when you're dealing with artistry, you have to be accepting to that. Yeah. Right. It's not an easy pill to swallow, right? <laughs> but it's, no. it's, it's it's something that you just, you have to be patient with their development. Right. So, um, it's been going great, and even all through that, I've kind of reblossomed as a DJ. You know, shout nice. out to the Golden Pony in Harrisonburg, which I'm there frequently. And um, you know, up until COVID, we've been having a great run. I hope to get that back started, but you know, nevertheless, I will be moving forward. Right. Uh, but yeah, you know, I put out my own mixtape, and out of all the albums I put out as an artist. Um, this is this is the only one that I've put out as a DJ. Okay. And I don't even like the term DJ, to be honest. Like, I still like artists. I don't even want to be labeled yeah. as a DJ or a producer. I like creator and artist, really. I just like those terms. Right. To fit me, if I'm going to have, if I'm going to wear any label, it's going to be those. Nice. Um, I like that you say you that. You know what I'm saying? It keeps it, like, it, keeps it down so, to earth, you know? Well, it's, it's, it's real, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm no one's rapper, I'm no one's, you know, backyard DJ or nothing like that, you know. Right. Um, I'm my own thing. Yeah. And um, I've always kind of moved in that direction anyway. So, with Envision, you know, we had a huge event uh, this past December where we had about five local artists, um, including... Uh, our two uh, artists, Michi J and Breezy Kid, uh, performing at the Golden Pony, sold out show. We did great. I finished the show. I DJed for the club that night for about three hours. Nice. And, um, 
you know, I mean, it, it's just been really good. So I would say that, you know, I've been blessed um, the last year, even in the midst of COVID. Yeah. And, you know, things are looking up. So I just, you know, I felt that now the energy that we kind of created in a year's time, we have to now, you know, have a location. Yeah. We need to really have a meeting place of all this dopeness that's kind of been, I've been hit with for the last year. Right. And that's how the Envision Center comes into play. And then I'm thinking about what I'm doing with my son and how I'm just kind of molding him, you know, and, right. and, and getting him into a space of freedom, of expression. Yeah. And sometimes that comes with a punch, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, well, you got to be but, vulnerable, you know, you know, a little bit. Sometimes with that creativity, you got to get vulnerable. And then that, that that's why the punch hurts. So. Yeah. And, 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 but, you know, just, uh, just allowing him to kind of just do what he has to do, do his thing. And, you know, if it's singing uh, nonstop while playing the video game, it's like, yo, all right, dude, it's been almost 15, 20 minutes of you singing the same song. <laughs> you know, like, but still allowing that accessibility. And I mean, and, and, you know, with my kids at work, I just always been kind of thinking about how to really push this narrative. Yeah. And, I know the Envision Center is going to do that. I know it's going to help me kind of re-channel that energy to, to younger minds. And you think about it, right? Because that's when, you know, people really start developing. Right. You know, when they're young. Yes. And when you catch young people, right? I don't believe in changing old minds. I believe in creating new ones. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that if the kids that we're going to be working with and who's in our program, they get the full, the, the full deck, you know, like they just get every, all the tutorials, they get all the workshops, they understand the business that they want to go into. And that's another thing. A lot of these young people go into this music industry blind. Right. And they might so not get taken advantage of. Yeah. They definitely will be taken advantage of. They're supposed to be taken advantage of. This game, this industry is doggy dog. Yeah. And I know that then makes that you prepare for that. Right. I hate that. And I, I, we touched on that vague, like a little bit before in the conversation about how it's such a struggle and you, it wasn't fitting in your mind that you would have to, in order for you to be creative, you would have to struggle as well. And that's part of what this podcast is about is kind of stamping out that that idea that if you choose to be an artist and create be creative and express yourself that you have to suffer and i i think that we can rethink this and instead of suffering we can be more embracing of creativity and like what you're doing with the envision center is giving people a space to experiment and to be creative and for it to be allowed jesse if i told you i had my most fun as an artist at college in college, excuse me, in my dorm room, broke, traveling with a book bag from city, you know what I'm saying, barrel to barrel. Yeah. That was the best years of my life as an artist. Right. Because there was this level of uncertainty matched with this level of confidence that I've yet to rediscover. <laughs> I'm getting there, though. I'm yeah. getting there, right? I'm getting there because 
now life happens and you have other responsibilities and then you have dependents you have people that are you are now responsible for it and that's amazing yeah it teaches but you so much certain things have to take a back seat yeah and um i feel that you know i'm getting back into this groove where i'm getting my feet again as an artist i'm getting creatively confident again and it feels great like yeah for one my set nah, i'm not even gonna talk about my set you got y'all gotta just tune in but you know <laughs> like i just i just i just like even as a dj and 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 you know um, I, I feel I was a really, really good rapper and exceptional artist as a, you know, as a rapper. And um, my my likes, my peers would say the same. I just felt that with with rap, how influencing it is, especially you know, the, we're talking about word, mm-hmm. you know, um, direct, like just you know, we're not talking about production. No, we're talking about words, messages. Right. Yeah, those things are influential, you know. And I've always believed in being a truth speaker. So whatever I was dealing with during that time in life, that's what you would have heard in my music. Right. And nothing was really appealing to me about what I was doing um, because rap, hip-hop has always been where struggle meets glamour. And okay. I just didn't feel that in my time, <laughs> you know, during that time, it was glamorous. It was great. It was amazing. You yeah. know, I was a dad, I had a husband, da 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 but it wasn't glamorous like how I was as a rapper, you know, 10 plus years ago. Yeah. So I really just felt like, look, man, um, you know, this DJ thing, you know, this putting music together. Now I'm able to kind of give this message through song and production and rhythm. Mm-hmm. And it is something about hitting that club and just seeing people move. I just, I get engulfed in it. And I'm hip-hop, hip-hop. Like, you know, Chuck Chill Out, Flex, Red Alert. I'm New York hip-hop. Wow. You know, who Hurt, you know, like, Digital, you know, uh, Digital Underground. Oh, <laughs> what? You know, like, I'm LL. You know, like, I'm a really, really hip-hop, hip-hop man. So, yeah. Um, I barely ever hear people say digital underground. I barely ever hear anybody shout out digital underground. So you know what? To be honest, like I love I love Shock G, right? But I just I I just love what music was then. Yeah, I love music. Period, man. So you know, I went out and I bought a nice Pioneer, and you know, I'm sitting there going through my library, and I'm like, dang, you don't know. Let me tell you, my first at 14. I was being hired for backyard parties, you know, like for your auntie and, you know, because you got turntables, can you right. come play some music? I was the kid. Nice. I was that guy. And, you know, shout out to my boy, Greg. He asked me two years ago to do this wedding. I haven't DJ Jesse maybe in 15 plus years. Oh, it broke the, it broke the seal. Yeah. But I had my son on this little new mark. He's sitting there, you know, scratching rock the bells, but I'm and I'm kind of redefining, I'm rediscovering that love, yeah, through my through my seed, through my son. That's so cool. And so I said, now nah, bump it. I'm gonna just go get my own joint because I can't go to Greg's wedding with this little new Mark party mix. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, this thing looked like a baby tablet. So I was like, nah, I gotta go get a big boy, and I got it, and um. I wasn't great on it because it was new. Yeah. But look, I'm at like, you know, I I'm I used to have 1,200, so it was, 
you know, 10, 15 years ago when I was, you know, following Qbert and all these other DJs and, you know, learning how to scratch and all that, that was cool. But now, I don't really care to be a turntablist. I love to be a master, you know, just, I just, it's just an art now. The music just, you know, the, the people are a canvas to me at this point. Yeah. Everything that I'm doing. I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, the people. Like, you said I the just, people are a campus. That, the people like, are the campus. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm so, you know, I love so that like, you say that, like, you teaching other people has reignited your appreciation for the art. And I think that that's such a huge message. And, and that's that I, people I interview on a podcast that continue to say as well is like, they're, when they start to, deal with young minds or learning minds developing minds that they too find that their minds are developing differently and I think that's really you know, important I, to, to be real um, working with my son like that was it's always been there so you know he had a harmonica he had a guitar he had a keyboard and just because who i am who i am he's always going to have those things right. you know even when i didn't have my turntable set you know we still did you know um you know master class conversations on ilmatic and he was three yo three, yeah three okay old, talking about whose world is this right and like to me it wasn't surreal it was just what it's designed to be so i said like Lee, you got like I'm t- sorry to talk in third person. It's okay. But I I had to kind of stop having cold feet. Yeah. And sometimes I think with a lot of creators and artists, we are so fearful to jump in ten toes in because of what we're going to be risking and sacrificing on a back end. Yeah. And again, I, I have to reiterate, I found a happy medium in life. I'm so happy for that. And, and I took advantage of that notion, you know. And, yeah. Uh, I popped off that GoFundMe the end of May, maybe the 26th, right? Yeah. That Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon, set up the uh, the site. I sent out a few emails, uh, major shout out to WHSV. They called me the following morning and asked to do an interview by the center. I haven't even purchased this center yet. So I go, you serious? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, I'll be right there. We do the interview. It's on the six o'clock news that day. That's so crazy. What I'm telling you is, yeah. What I'm telling you is, uh, shout out to Lena Williams, newly elected city council, who has recently uh, joined this project, and she's now helping me and backing me. And uh, now we have support of the city of Waynesboro, um, and we're just kind of growing and moving forward in that direction. So this is all within a month. Yeah. Okay. And. I just, I just have to recognize that 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 is telling to me. That's saying, "Don't stop." Yeah. But keep going, right? I, um, it just, you know, so yeah. That's yeah. that's something that you you know, you know like yeah. I'm so excited for you, Jack, to really unfold. And I think what you said is really important because you know, you have to take that first step and you have, and sometimes you don't know what's going to happen and you're afraid you're going to fail. But when you take that first step and you get a sign, like what you were saying, like within 24 hours, you, you know, the news was on your, it was asking you to, to talk to them. And like, you know, you just start to, once you do take that step, you start to see more validation for where you're going. And I think that's important to point out to people who might be, you know, wondering which direction to take. 
But otherwise, um, oh. yeah, you know, following following your dreams. Um, to be honest, it's tough. It, it, it really is. A lot of us live in structured environments where being creatively free um, is not always at large. It's not always the best option of survival. Right. Um, and I will tell you, 10, 10 plus years ago when I was a full artist, you know, rapping and putting out music, I got signs, you know, Oh, we got all type of signs. Yeah. But there, you know, people don't realize how much money plays a big piece. Yeah. And 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 what you want to do as an artist. That's why those that make it are not poor. They're they're successful. Yeah. They have tons of investors and uh, backing and support due to the level of artistry that they present. Right. And I'm working my way into that through my network so I do want to tell all the dreamers please make sure that you have a great supporting cast make Perfect. sure that the people that are behind you and with you um, you know are for you right and a lot of people like to jump on the moment you know they want to get in when it's hot yeah and you know I, I like to start from the ground up I love to see something developed yeah and now and I'm in a position in life, I'm a lot older, you know, where I'm able to actually see it through a different set of lens. And now the dreams are, are really, you know, they're, they're no longer gambles. And really, they're no longer dreams. They're just goals now. Yeah. They, don't even, they, 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 they stop from being dreams. Right. You know, dreams are things that you think you can't obtain. A goal is something that you're working towards. Yeah, so like action. I, I stopped dreaming. I'm not dreaming no more, man. We're living in this reality. <laughs> Love it. I'm, 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 you know what I'm saying? I'm busting down goals left and right. So uh, I just want to keep doing that. And I wish I would have known that 10 years, but we probably wouldn't be here today talking. So Right, right. Um, so All is good. It's good to dream, but put that into action. Put it into goals. Put it, write it down on paper talk to your friends talk to your network and see and start to make it possible because a, a dream doesn't have to be impossible that's what I'm taking from what you said no well dreams have to be goals don't yeah. allow a dream just to be a dream right that's what I'm saying life is too short to just keep dreaming right you ever notice whenever they make that that, that remark to people what are you dreaming you know what I'm saying it's always with a sense of like you know hostility yeah, yeah. Just because eventually you gotta go get it. You gotta wake up. Yeah. You gotta go get it. Yeah. You gotta wake up. You gotta wake up and you gotta go get it. So, um, yes, for the dreamers, you know, please, you know, just uh, just apply <laughs> apply yourself to make those things real goals. Right. Be successful. Well, so tell us about your fundraiser, the fundraiser that's happening on the watch party on Facebook. Will we be able to catch it after the fact? And like, who's going to show up and DJ and, and what, what's what's going to happen? So this is going to be pretty dope. Um, it's going to be really chill, family friendly, kid friendly. Uh, we're encouraging everyone to tune in. Let us be the soundtrack. Uh, I know this is going to air after, but Jesse, I'm telling you this so you can spread the word. Yeah, now. yeah. With my people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So, um, you know, uh, myself, DJ151, La Hype, uh, just going to be spinning some records for a couple hours. 
um, a whole work shift, pretty much. Yeah. And, you know, got some food on the grill, some family in the yard, and uh, just giving you good vibrations in these rough times. And, um, you know, this is a lot bigger than a July 4th celebration. It's just a really dope-ass Saturday. So that's what we're doing. It's for the kids. Um, all donations, all proceeds go to contributing pieces to help build the Envision Center, right? So that's yeah. buying the property, buying equipment, you know, everything, you know, we are putting money towards that to help develop Envision, period. So, right. Um, and you have the GoFundMe, so anybody who's interested in even, you know, dropping $5 or any even more to help this project get off the ground, we will put that link in the notes. Yeah, yeah, whatever you got. So, thank you so and much. To be honest, What's up? Yeah. I want to put this last spin on it because of the GoFundMe piece. Okay. Sharing information is probably the biggest donation for us. Oh, I love that you say that. Yeah. It's not about the dollar. For real, for real, right? Yeah. We're going to get there. We're going to get there, period. Yeah. You'll find but the dollars. Spreading the word and sharing the information is the biggest donation we can possibly get. 100%. So, yep. Please just spread the word. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And thank you, Leon, for being on the show. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Jesse, thank you for having me, for real. Thank you. Hope to do it again. Yeah.